Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, and we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We do summits. We have a conference coming up in New York on May 20th. If you're in the New York metro area, come just for the day. If you're in from out of town, there's a hotel on premises and we'll be meeting Friday night to do some masterminding and adjourning on Sunday morning. So come and join us. You can find out more on our website at fpestrong.com. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Now, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, give it a great review and make sure you share it with another doc who can benefit from it. All right, let's get started. Hey everybody, today we have Dr. Letizia Alto with us. As you know, she does semi-retired MD with her husband, Kenji. And we have Letty here today who's going to be talking about real estate, her journey through startups, real estate investing, why she's living in Puerto Rico now. So looking forward to this topic. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me, Sharon. I'm really excited to be here. I always love to hear the journey. You're a practicing physician. Where do you start deviating from that and doing startups, entrepreneurship, real estate? When, like, where in your path did this occur? Yeah, you know, it was really not planned at all for me. And I think a lot of people probably fall into entrepreneurship by accident. And that's kind of what happened with me is um, I was finishing up my fellowship in hospitalist medicine. And I thought I was family medicine trained. I thought I'm going to go live abroad. I'm going to work in developing countries. I'd actually gotten a master's degree in development anthropology with the point of being able to run development programs in other countries and met my husband and got together with him. And he was actually already kind of a serial entrepreneur. So when I got together with him, he was already working on a business to help um, help hospitals make money by helping the physicians Co- like basically chart better to really show how sick patients were. And so I started helping out in that business. Uh, re- and about a year in, um, they actually split ways, him and his partner, and we started a competing business right out of the gate. And so it's all of a sudden I became, you know, a member of a three-person team uh, with a new startup. And it was it was really interesting. I learned a ton. It was the first startup that I was really had leadership in and so I learned about, you know, the legal, like how to do the legal stuff, how to build a team, how to, you know, get clients and market and all that stuff it was a real learning opportunity for me. Um, and I also learned what it was like to be a female in this space, which was very interesting. Um, you know, I was one member of the leadership team and I would literally write emails, CCing the other members of my team and people would write back to other members of my team, not me. I was the only woman. So it was, it was a very interesting experience. Um, and then we actually left that business after about a year. And that's uh, a little bit after that was when we started investing in real estate. So that was kind of the third business. And then semi-retired MD is really the fourth that I've been part of. Tell us more about semi-retired MD. I know that you do courses. I know that real estate investing is extremely important for you. And as far as multiple streams of income for physicians. Yeah, we started Semi-Retired MD as a blog, just a free blog, just to tell people what we were doing, because what happened was my husband and I realized that we really wanted another source of income that wasn't dependent on us being doctors, but not a source of income that took all of our time like a business does. 
And real estate really fit that bill because you can do it outside of your full day job. It's it's um, something that you have the whole team in place. You have property managers and contractors and all these people who already service it. You don't have to go out and educate customers and convert them into customers because you already have people who need homes. So it was like one of those really plug and play businesses that made a lot of sense. And we wanted cash flow every month starting out right away. We didn't want to wait, you know, six months to start making money like you do in a lot of businesses. And so we had started real estate investing in 2015 and had a lot of success with uh, like taking properties and improving them and increasing rents. And and we had achieved financial freedom, what I consider to be a financial freedom within three years. And that was really for us, that was over six figures in cash flow every year. So that was after all expenses. And at that point, really felt like we were free, like we didn't have a lot of expenses. We really didn't need anything more than that and started telling people about it, but nobody was taking action. And I'm sure people out there have experienced this where you go and you just give knowledge for free, but people don't take action because they don't value it because they haven't put any skin into the game, you know, on their side. So that's a real learning point that I got out of that. Um, And so we were doing this for free for a long time. And then we were just like, we have to, we have to create a program that people can go through in a very structured way and have results, but also put some skin in the game and pay for. And so that's what we did in 2019. After about a year and a half of blogging, we created our first course. Um, And now we've expanded. We have a couple courses. We have a membership site. We have a mastermind. And so we have built this uh, business of helping train physicians and high-income professionals to go from nothing, knowing nothing about real estate, all the way through actually building an empire. And that's that's what we do. And that's what we're very passionate about. For the people listening out there, what advice would you give? Somebody stuck, burnout, because this is a lot of the women physicians in our group. Any advice to give to them? I think a lot of us as physicians, we feel disempowered. We feel like we don't have choices. We feel like we're stuck in a job and we have to do it in order to pay the bills. And I think that's where a lot of it starts is we just feel like we don't have power. And even the people that we train to invest in real estate, even before they have gone out and bought their first property, the mindset shift really sets people free. It's the the realizing that they have options, realizing that there are other ways that they can make money, realizing that they don't have to do what they're doing for the rest of their lives the way they're doing it right now. Um, I know when we first started, I looked at my you know week on week off for the rest of my life for the next 30, 35 years. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know that I want to live this like kind of structured life like this. I want to have adventure. I want to have flexibility. I want to be able to go travel. And I didn't feel like I had that and I felt disempowered. But as soon as you realize that you can learn a skill and you can make money, whether that's real estate or whether that's, you know, creating another business on the side, as soon as you learn that you have that ability, it really does free you because you know now you have options and you take back control of your life and you realize I can, I actually can create another source of income and then you can work in medicine on your terms. And for some people, that just means they stay at their job and they love it, but they have this other source of income that really gives them that certainty and that feeling of freedom, knowing that if whatever comes down the road, they they can handle it. For other people, that means I'm cutting back, you know, I'm cutting back to 0.75 so that I can have more time with my family. Or um, I've seen a lot of people say, I'm not taking call anymore, or I'm not working on the weekends, right? Those are the shifts that they make. I see some people actually leave their jobs completely um, and switch jobs to a job that treats them better. And then I see some people who just decide to leave medicine altogether. So there's a wide range of what people decide to do, but I really feel like it starts 
with feeling empowered that you have other ways to make money and you don't have to do what you're what you're doing right now if you don't want to. Agree. Let's talk about the tax advantages of real estate. So this is something that I think really sets real estate apart from any other business you can run. Businesses are great because you can write off a lot of expenses and then you end up with your profit and you pay taxes on that. Real estate has expenses that are phantom expenses is what we call them that you can write off and they're not real expenses. And so uh, the biggest phantom expense is depreciation. And so basically your, your property is seen by the government as losing value every year. The structure is losing value, but a lot of times it's not. It's actually gaining value, right? The property is going up. And so what the government allows you to do is write off a portion of that property every year to shelter the income coming in from that property. And if you just do the same amount every year, that's called straight line depreciation. Oftentimes, like with a long-term rental, that will shelter all of the income you're making from that property. So even if you don't have, aren't taking advantages of like the really amazing loopholes that I'm going to talk about next, even if you're just a passive investor and you own a couple of properties, let's say you have 50000 a year coming in from your rental properties and you're just doing straight line depreciation, oftentimes you're not paying any taxes on those properties at all. So you basically have 50000 income a year coming in with zero taxes. And then you have whatever you're doing on as a doctor and you're getting taxed at. Well, that lowers your effective tax rate, right? Because you have multiple sources of income, but one you're paying zero on. Now, there are additionally some really great loopholes, two of them. One's called real estate professional, and that's for people who own long-term rentals. And there's one called the short-term rental tax loophole for people who own short-term rentals. And so for long-term rentals, real estate professionals is a little bit harder to get. You have to make real estate your primary profession, and you have to do at least 750 hours a year in real estate. So that's like 15 hours a week. And so that's a you know, harder bar to reach, especially if you want to work full time in medicine, it's really not something that you're going to do because you're not going to be able to say, I'm working 40 hours a week in medicine and I'm working 41 in real estate. The government's going to have a hard time believing that. Um, but what it does allow you to do is make your losses from your properties active losses. So that means they shelter W2 income. And so, for example, Kenji and I, the first year we started investing, Kenji got real estate professional. So we dropped down to half time. And then he did, re we went out, we bought enough rental properties to justify spending more time in, in properties and doing the 750 hours. And then what we, were allowed, what we were able to do is shelter all of our income, our combined physician income. And how we did that that first year was straight line depreciation. We also did rehabs. So we did a lot of rehabbing our properties, which creates a lot of losses. And so the government allows you to write those off, which is pretty incredible because it's like they're paying for part of your rehab. And at the end of your rehab, your property's worth more and it makes more money, more cash flow. And both of those things are completely yours. And so it's it's really a remarkable thing. So that's real estate professional. And we use that before we moved to Puerto Rico into that to 2022. We used it for seven years. We paid zero in income taxes. That's huge, right, for your net worth growth. And then the next one is short-term rental tax loophole that we have people use if they have a short-term rental. Short-term rental is average length of stay over a calendar year of seven days or less. And so if you have a short-term rental, that first year, what you can do is there's something called bonus depreciation right now, and you could front load your depreciation into the first year. And you can do that with long-term rentals and short-term rentals, but the key with short-term rental is there are two loopholes that people use. They're doing 100 hours and more than anyone else on one property, or they're doing a combined 500 hours. So that's only 10 hours a week, right? So it's a little bit lower bar. They don't have to do more on real estate than anything else. So they can work full-time, go buy a short-term rental, 
and still actively participate in it and create those losses that shelter income. So we have a lot of people who are like dual physician couples or, you know, a single physician who is working full time, enjoys it, but wants to buy short term rental, wants to create enough losses to shelter half their income or all of their income that first year. And so we see people doing that as well. And that that's really key because if you can shelter all of your income or half of your income from taxes, you get this chunk of savings that if you reinvest into real estate can grow your portfolio much faster. Letia, you mentioned Puerto Rico. Anything to tell the listeners out there about living in Puerto Rico? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful I, beaches and, yeah, you know, of course. It is. And yeah, it's an incredible place to live. You know, there are upsides and downsides of everywhere you live. But I do want to talk to all of the female physician entrepreneurs out there. Um, as you grow your business, I think that coming to Puerto Rico is a really uh, potential option for a lot of you working remotely. And so... The key with Puerto Rico is that if you make less than $3 million in revenue a year, the, the tax rate is 2%. And if you make over $3 million, it's 4%. So that's your entire tax rate. Like, it's, it's incredibly low. Um, but beyond the taxes, uh, the really key is it's just got a vibrant community. There is such a community of entrepreneurs, people doing things differently who are down here. And so you're in a situation that you're you're around a lot of entrepreneurs. And we all know the people you spend time with are the people who you become, right? And so if you're spending time with people who are doing amazing things, thinking outside the box, the ideas that come to you and the opportunities that come to you are pretty dramatic. Um, just like being here, we live in Palmas del Mar, but there are really four places that people tend to go. And a lot of them have uh, private schools. That's why people tend to go to them. But um just living here, I've had opportunities to invest in startups that I would never have had the opportunity to and just spend time with people who give me ideas about how I can make my business better. Um, and then what you need to do is you actually need to spend six months a year here uh, on the island. Um, and when you land here, that counts as a day. Or if you take off, you know, in, let's say it's three in the morning, you take off, that counts as a day in Puerto Rico. So it's actually pretty easy to get those six months. And if you end up uh, going abroad and spending more than 30 days out of the U.S., it's actually only five months. So what I'm aiming to get is over 153 days per year. Um, and you really do need to show you have the closest ties to Puerto Rico, too. So I bought a house here, which is part of the new act. You have to buy a house within two years. So I bought a house here. I have a car here. You know, I have health insurance here. My kids are members of clubs here. Uh, I have friends here. So you've got to show that this is really the center of your life. It's not that you're actually living in California and that's where all your stuff is, but you come here for a couple of days a week. You don't want to do that. You really legitimately want to live here. Um, but, oh, it's a, such a great place to live. And, you know, my theory is you can do anything for three to five years. So at least try it, you know, and see what you think. Um, I also want to point out not only for entrepreneurs, but for people who are like uh, teleradiology. Like this is a really great opportunity because if you come here and suddenly, you know, you're making 500,000 or a million a year or whatever you're making and you're paying 2% tax and the key is you're doing your work for Puerto Rico, like that amount of savings and taxes just in three years, which is the minimum you really should commit to coming here. It's huge. It's really huge. Bloody breath. Thanks for that. Where can people find out about you and Kenji, the work that you're doing for semi-retired MD? Yeah. So if you're if you're interested in building a portfolio of rental properties and creating this source of income outside of medicine, you can find us at semiretiredmd.com. 
Um, we have a couple courses, Accelerating Wealth, which is based on short-term rentals and Zero to Freedom, which is really our flagship course that takes you through knowing nothing all the way to buying your first property. Um, and that's probably the easiest way. We also have a podcast uh, called Doctors Building Wealth. And then I actually have a book coming. We have a book coming out in this summer as well. So that's going to be really exciting. What's the title of the book? Are you able to share it? Yeah, it's called um, Life on Your Terms. And it's it's about investing in real estate. And I created like a fable. I don't know if you've ever read any Patrick Lencioni books, but he's like one of my favorite business authors. I'm like with him and he writes all of his books as fables. So I find them so engaging because of that. And so that's how I did this. I patterned it off of him. Someday I'm going to get to talk to him. I just know it. <laughs> you will. Laddie, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you, Sharon. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.